This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Here we are at Humerian Health Podcast. Yes, I would are. like I would like to personally welcome Dr. Sean Benzinger back from Blog- Kansas City <laughs> from Blog Paws. Well, Blog Paws, that's right. You yeah. looked Great like you looked like you had too much fun. Actually, it was a little fatiguing to be um, honest with yes. you. Yes, I the- mean learning the yap, you know, be able to bark and meow yeah. in different languages <laughs> at the same time exactly. was fabulous. And the poo emojis were super popular. I Absolutely. heard. Absolutely. Yeah. And none left their uh, poop emoji in my <laughs> in your room oh, when wait. I was. Yeah, that's right. So that was good. Yeah. Well, the that good news good. Is, is I actually kind of didn't believe that maybe you really went to Blog Paws. I thought you just took a couple days off and now I know that in fact that you did because you came back with an entire like Encyclopedia Britannica set of podcasts. That's right. Of from, really interesting people. Yes. Lots of great and topics. And, yeah. and animals. Yes. There may yeah. in fact be some barking, not human barking, but pet barking or breathing. Yeah, within on, some on of these those podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. But uh, honestly, it was a great, it was a great trip. It's something we'll look forward to in the future. We certainly want to expand even the, um, there's a lot of people we didn't have enough time to yeah. fit in. We want to change that. And we're also offering that to some of the bloggers also ever reaching out to them saying hey do you want us to cut something it was all about introducing to you the listener uh what they're doing there and uh, some of their special interests that uh, they've put forward and some of them are remarkable and yep. i hope you'll listen to all of them yeah so without further ado let's get started okay this is dr sean benzinger with humarian health podcast we're here today uh, with a very special guest at Blog Paws in Kansas City. We're here with Amy Jarenka. We wanted to welcome you to the program. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we're talking about the Lazy Raw Feeder, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my blog is the lazy, LazyRawFeeder.com. See, easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Uh, how long ago did you start this in the first place? I mean, raw has become popular, but it wasn't always popular. Exactly. So um, I actually started the blog only about a year ago. Okay. Um, but I have been working in the industry um, for a raw feeding company for about four years. Okay. And when I first started there four years ago, um, I was starting in the customer service department and the first thought through my head when I was learning about the products was these people are nuts. And um, then, I, you know, of course, wanting to have a great job and sure. doing everything I was gonna be the company gal, took home free samples and so started feeding it to my dog and the change was in crazy good. Wow. I mean, absolutely mind-blowing. Wow. And, um, and what so, kind of dog or dogs? Oh, it was a lab diesel mix at the time. Okay. And now I've, I've uh, expanded my family, and I also have a puggle that's allergic to the world. And so raw is very, very important for her. <laughs> um, so, and uh, that's becoming popular, the idea that dogs are becoming allergic just like humans are to everything because quality food is the biggest issue. Quality food is a big issue. Um, and what they're starting to find out um, from the scientists I listen to um, is that they're starting to – have these allergies because we're eating only one thing over and over and over from generation to generation just to like generation. humans so it would be the yep. same as if i was eating the same processed cereal that had all the nutrients taken out and then all these artificial flavors put back in mm-hmm. and then a little bit of chicken meal if i was eating the same exact meal every single day that say my grandparents ate and then my parents ate and then i ate yep and so they're starting to develop allergies and that's why chicken is actually the most popular allergy is because it's the cheapest meat meal yep makes and sense so it's been used the longest yep. um and if, yeah. if you think about it, years and years ago in the 1900s, um, you didn't have, you fixed all your own food, and plus you fed the dog or the cat kind of what you had off of your plate, which yes. was year-round shifted based upon seasonal foods, right? Yeah. So it's when dog food came into play, 
that yes. a lot of this started happening, yeah. and now I think we're starting to figure it out. Makes and a sense. lot of it was um, not also dog food, but it was uh, the World War II, and we started to get automation Very and good machines. Point. That's what it all the changed. Kellogg came out with the cereal maker. That's how they still make kibble is through that same exact machine yeah. that they make uh, puff cereal out of. And so the idea was that, I mean, we did everything. I mean, margarine, and we had refrigerators, and we had things in cans that would stay good forever, which was this awesome idea, and preservatives. Yep. And all these wonderful things that were really good for our society at the time. Um, you know, we had a, a war going on. We were rationing meat. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, we were just getting out of the Dust Bowl, that whole thing. You know, so being able to go and buy a can of vegetables that you didn't have to grow yourself right. and then somehow to figure out how to keep that vegetables cold and keep it stored and keep it fresh. Right. You could just go to the store and buy it and they put it on your pantry was, you know, the modern age. It's like washing machines, vacuum cleaners, and processed food. Um, but, you know, we've learned better. So yeah, I wouldn't eat the same food I ate in the 80s um, when I was growing up. And I wouldn't feed my dogs the same thing now that I would feed them in the 80s. Not now. Not You've now. Learned. Not now, exactly. Okay, exactly. so you started in this company four years. You uh, thought they were crazy, and then you started using it, and then voila. Voila, became so a to complete Total convert. health, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Started following some holistic vets, and at the time four years ago, it was basically on, on the holistic, well, on the raw food side, there was um, a bunch of holistic vets, and it kind of felt like that was about it. Um, we didn't have traditional vets. We didn't have a lot of different companies. We didn't have a lot of advertising. We didn't have a lot of media. There wasn't a lot of education um, on it. So well, you followed your vet, really, didn't you? I mean, and they were selling the food too, and they still do. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so lots of vets sell a variety of foods yep, yep. Um, for whatever reason, um, and things like that. But the idea of feeding raw food just was pretty alien okay and then well and it makes sense doesn't it we were always told as uh, in the human side right um don't eat raw meat because you're going to get worms you're going to get parasites you're going to so what's different with the uh, with the dogs and cats okay so dogs and cats have a smaller digestive tract Mm -hmm. so their digestive tract i believe is like one-fourth don't quote me on the science here, I think folks. you're right. I can't, I yeah, I can't right. Google it at the mm-hmm. moment to, to verify <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So um, it's about one-fourth the size, and so it only stays in their digestive tracts for about four, year, four years, mm-hmm. <laughs> four hours. Us, and right. so they're able to digest a lot of things and all of that E. coli and all that bacteria, and it just comes right out. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have time to actually absorb it into their body like us as humans, mm-hmm. um, where it would be fatal or get us sick and things like that. Um, and then I follow um, Steve So Jones. that's kind of the safety that's how they're able to do that Interesting. Um, okay um they also the, you know there's a thing that they have a higher acidity in their stomachs mm-hmm. and that they run hotter in, inside their guts mm-hmm. um that's able to burn that out i haven't seen a lot of science on that i've heard it a lot but i've never researched mm-hmm. it all the way the digestive tract was enough for me um then also my experience as well as um i found uh, steve brown who does the ancestral diet and i'm i'm a huge fangirl of his I've read his books. I it's do a not version know of the Marv diet that. for dogs. Oh, yeah. The ancestral diet. He does the ancestral diet. It's a nutrient-based barf diet. So barf oh. is um, biologically appropriate raw food. Okay. That was Ian Burles, and um, it's a great diet. But okay. he kind of did another spin on it, and so um, when so I got like into that, I love his stuff. I love all of his stuff. Okay. Um, it's a very, very down the rabbit hole. 
he has a, a work an Excel spreadsheet he's been working on for over 20 years to get the nutrients actually exact. So Beautiful. the lazy raw feeder is not going to be doing <laughs> his exact formulations, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm really inspired by him and I follow everything. Okay. So it kind of sounds, kind of sounds like you're, you have put together the best of the trades as far as you, you've seen. Exactly, exactly. So as I've gone around, I've found my favorite trusted resources. It's really hard to figure out who I'm going to trade, who I'm going to trust, and who I'm not going to trust, and who mm-hmm. I want to listen to, and who I don't. Yep, yep. And it's the age of information. You can find any opinion published uh, by any, any. But authority what works for the public is what you want, right? I mean, that. I mean, right now we're going to have listeners that are going to think, okay, okay, I got to really take this raw thing serious because I've heard it from many places. So now I'm going to take it serious. So now we're on kibble, and we've got to make a transition. How do you get them there? Yeah, so um, I there's a couple different methods. Um, I'm a big fan of transitioning slowly. Um, when you're on kibble and you're in that this thing, um, dogs really, really, and cats, but I'm a dog person, but dogs really need to have a healthy gut microbe. And so they mm-hmm. really need to have a healthy gut, similar to humans, but sure. almost... I almost feel it's more important, maybe just because I'm a dog person, being a crazy dog mom, mm-hmm. you put... You and being a human stuff. doc, I, I think it's both. Okay, exactly, exactly. I have researched <laughs> humans as much as dogs, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it it's, is a big deal. Okay, it's a big so, thing with so, allergies and everything like that. Absolutely. And kibble does not support that healthy gut microbe. No, it does not. No, it does no not No matter how much they so, try to pitch the science and they know it better, and not, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It yeah, doesn't. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so, glad we come around to it now. Exactly. Okay, yeah, and so that's what I found when I was looking at who to find as a trusted resource yep. you know is it going to be these holistic vets is it going to be traditional vets mm-hmm. you know these years even though i was at a smaller raw food company so yes i'm slighted to that um, i was making that choice to be slighted into that way i also wanted to find proof for myself sure it's makes sense how, it's the kind of person i am that's the way it should be well, but that's what makes your blog valuable useful. it really mm-hmm. does because they can trust that you're going to challenge it because exactly. you've already proven that you could go in with an attitude, uh, an idea, mm-hmm. and evidence would change your mind. Exactly. Well, that's exactly. what people want. And you want to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. And, Otherwise, um, you're just selling. You're yeah, just selling. I, I hope and people that my don't want to be sold is more anymore. about providing people with different resources Absolutely. to find their own trust. To make resources. good choices, right? Exactly. 100%. Give them enough education or enough avenues, enough backlinks and different things to pop onto Mm -hmm. to really make a good decision if if they want to go with what my belief system is Mm -hmm. or follow that other person's or find a link in there that suits them. Absolutely. For more research. Um, Now, is this kind of consistent with all dogs? I mean, are are we really seeing that whether it's small, big, whatever, or most breeds, it just seems to be... Small, big, old, Hmm. same as humans. This is one of the things that I think goes right across the line that a healthy gut microbe um, is key to um, Mm -hmm. anxiety, is key to behavior, is key to, um, uh, you know, just allergies, general general well-being, Mm -hmm. definite quality of life Mm -hmm. as well as as health. And I started out on the health and nutrition side, Mm -hmm. but I've noticed with my puggle who has a lot of emotions that she likes to chew on herself about and eat pillows and she does that that when that when I know that her microbes in good shape and we're not recovering from you know an antibiotic or or she got a a, some sort of you know we messed up on her food and she got something she was allergic to Mm -hmm. and now she's out of whack again and when we've got that in there she's a lot calmer and happier absolutely Um, well it it makes sense now on the human side mm -hmm. 95% of all your neurochemicals are made in the gut now I'm not. I don't know for sure about animals. I'm going to suspect it. A good portion of them. So it kind of aligns with what you're saying. But I'm going to now that I, I've said that we're going to make sure we're going to check with our vet and make sure that we confirm that. But that would make sense. So your observation is probably proven by science. 
I yeah, and that's that's just my that's my observation mm-hmm. at the moment. I haven't looked into it completely. I mm-hmm. know for a fact that as a human, when my gut's messed up and I've got a weird feeling in my stomach, it ruins my whole day. It right, has an right. effect on sure. my whole life. Does and, every, yeah. I mean, I've been hundred percent everything, right? Your yep. health. Yep. So, you know, being a crazy dog mom, I, of course, put all my feelings and emotions onto my little puggle. She's my gal pal. So I'm sure she feels the same way. She's going, what is going on, girl? Oh, no. We have matching outfits, you know. Yeah, something's not right today. You, know, you got to eat better. I have and I have those feelings. <laughs> I'm starting to look into the science behind it yeah. and see what the science is behind it. And, Good. and I'm starting to notice an, an actual observation. Yep, that um, makes sense. It's the same with her. Yep. And so... Um, you know, whenever you go from kibble to raw, yeah. um, or even an antibiotic, because when you're on antibiotics, you don't want to feed raw, you want to cook it or do a freeze-dried or Very a kibble. Very good point. Um, because they don't have the, the antibiotic. is just like humans. It kills all the good bacteria yep. as well as all the bad bacteria. So right. you have to do something like that. Um, or if you're doing transferring over foods, their gut microbe isn't ready to handle all that raw. Right. So it would be the same as us. Very um, good point. I think a lot of people don't even think about that. Yeah. They, they feed them the way they feed them. So even if they go raw, they don't think about... They've got an antibiotic, and now I've got to make that change to food. Very, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, really good yeah. Point. So as you transition back, or mm-hmm. while you're doing the antibiotic, yep. or even if you're like, hey, all I can afford is old Roy kibble. Yep. And I'm going to put some of my vegetable tops on it. I have a whole post about that, about mm-hmm. just things you can add to kibble. If that's all, if that's where you're at. Right. There you go. There's there's toppers you can put on, mm-hmm. but you can also add um, a prebiotic and probiotics, and you can add that to, to for the healthy gut. But mm-hmm. definitely when you're transitioning, or if you're on an antibiotic and you're going back, things like that, you're going to have a lot less ear infections. You're going to be able to see the transition. And they're going to be able to take the raw a lot better um, without some of the stomach digestion. And usually when we're talking about stomach digestion, it's loose stools. Seems to be the Absolutely. number one problem. Number with, one, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. with transitioning. And so being able to add something like that that you know is good and healthy definitely makes the transition so much easier. Okay, well, let's just talk about flavorings and flavorings that can be in any kind of product. Uh, you kind of have some strong feelings about that. Kind of explain what you've learned and kind of what that means. So, and, and I know they can go to uh, uh, your uh, Facebook and as well as Instagram feed, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, the Lazy Raw Feeder and discuss this. But talk to us a little bit about flavorings. Yeah, so I have The game thing. of flari- flavorings, Again, so Yeah, yeah, it. a little flair on flavorings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so being that I was in the pet food industry and this is how I got introduced to it, I have a little bit more product knowledge of what ingredients are really what you right. know um, i was creating content and doing different things so i did some d- some deep dives mm-hmm. into it and got a lot of sort of knowledge about the pet food industry and quality of meats and different things like that and found a resounding effect that the there's no real regulations on labels on the front on different things like that as well as when you have the ingredients in the back there's a lot of a lot of play brands can do to make it seem a lot right. more holistic and natural than what it truly is correct and so i do have a spike whenever i see a flavoring that it's yep. a beef flavor or it's a natural flavor or it's a this liver flavor yep. or whatever if it says flavor somewhere in the ingredients or on the package mm-hmm. it immediately sets off a red flag that they're they're painting and it's red dye number four and we're using you know, low quality, dead and dying, diseased animals. Because that's what's happening. Because that, that can that, happen. That, that, that is what's happening. That's a very yeah. common practice. Yeah. And so when I was looking over the probiotics for humanitarian, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a, a, 
uh, liver flavoring in here says it's non-GMO, that's great, mm-hmm. but I want to know it's in that flavor. Like, yep. I want to know before I And that I it's actually liver head. tissue and is actually that. It's not salt-enhanced, it's not MSG-enhanced, it's not called Because one of the easiest ones is color, color flavoring, mm-hmm. okay? Color yeah, flavoring. Horrible. Yeah, and that's MSG loading. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Or a protein isolate, those are the things you have to watch out for. So you're 100% right, and we had to fight very uh, for quite a bit of period of time we didn't put our product out because we couldn't solution this problem until we found a company in california that was 100 percent clean okay yeah Tell me more very about difficult them. i would love to hear more about them um we i'll actually uh, share with you where we get it from so that you can actually look into the company because they do it right that would be great yep. great and if you want to give me some more information after we get off of this i'd love to write a blog about it absolutely because happy um, to do it with this whole change coming with the pet food industry yep. and being the lazy raw feeder anything yep. that we can find that makes it easy and accessible integrate it into our daily lives and know that it's safe and 100% natural, even if it's the wording and everything like that, do yep. a deep dive on yep. it. Yep. Is, that's basically why I started the blog. Well, so and that's, that's why people, useful. that's yeah. what people look for you mm-hmm. to do, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. So the lazy feeder, uh, Amy uh, Jurenka, um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you being on today. It's been and a pleasure. I want to make sure that uh, people know exactly how to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So go over that for us. Sure. So my I'm at the lazyrawfeeder.com mm-hmm. online. Um, you can always send me a comment, um, okay. reach out to me there, what have you. I'm also on Facebook, okay. Instagram, as well as Twitter. And all okay, of great. those connections are right on the top of my um, blog. So when you go there, they'll see them. Or you can just Google me at, um, at the Lazy Raw Feeder, and they all come up right first thing. Wonderful. And the first search engine is all me. Are things going to change on Facebook for folks? Maybe. Yeah, because I, I, I think everybody's trying to figure out whether they're staying on Facebook or they're changing or what are they going to do. See, so I'm a marketer. So I'm like, I bring it all back. Um, okay. I loved it. I love the detail marketing. Okay. Um, right now, um, what they've gone through, I'm going to personally stay on Facebook. But what they've gone through and changed with the adding is that they don't give you as much of the demographics that you used I to see. get. Okay. But you can still put them in, but they're not giving you any of the information back. And I, I think gotcha. that's something. And he did that a couple of weeks before he went to Congress. Yeah. Um, to get on there and do that. Um, my personal belief about it, I mean, Facebook did nothing wrong except for not notice that somebody was abusing their thing. So somebody else created an app. Always it is. Was, yeah, somebody Always else is. created a wicked app. Yep. Somebody else put it on there. Somebody else sold the information. Yep. Facebook did not do any of that. They And they have admitted repeatedly that they should have caught that. Right. They should have caught that. No, it was app. big and numbers. It really was. Yeah, well, and right. it's a horrendous thing that happened. Absolutely was. And that they're But it's happening everywhere. I mean, it's happening. All, I mean, I every company I volunteered all that struggling. information. Yeah. I knew when I opted in. I know every time I tag myself. Right. I, I'm completely in the know. Um, and being, you know, a blogger, most of my friends are in the know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what have you. That that's that's just the name of the game these days. Okay. Um, it's all eyes on you these days. Social oh, media is that's just how it works. Yep. Um, you know, if you don't if you that's don't want the, the whole world. world to know, that is the new world. You don't post it. Absolutely. Um, you don't give them that information. You don't tell them. You know, you don't link your Facebook account to anything when you log in. You don't have a Facebook account. Things right. of that sort. So for me, it wasn't a shock that somebody. Yeah. And you're going to continue, and people yeah, can I'm still find you there. So it's going to be a good like thing. That. The advertising seems to be coming back with pinging and the things, and so it seems to still be a great avenue for digital marketing. Right. Um, for us small bloggers, and for anybody with a small thing like trying to get the the lazy raw feeder and raw feeding in general out and raw feeding awareness, which is my my yep. advocacy thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to spend a little bit of money and get a great reach. Great. So, well, thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you for being on. 
We appreciate well, it. So the Lazy Raw Feeder with yeah. Amy Jarenkin. Thank you. So, yet another good, uh, I was going to say pod, blog, pause, podcast. It doesn't come out right. It was a blog, po- pause, A blog, pause, podcast. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, yeah. though, isn't it? Yep. Great so, points so, of view. Very interesting. So glad that you got a chance to talk to so many authors yeah. and uh, bloggers and influencers out there. And we have a whole, as I mentioned in one episode, yep. it's Encyclopedia Britannica. Nobody that listens to this podcast probably knows what an Encyclopedia Britannica collection is. That's but, true. If they're over, under 35, but that's I, right. But I do, because I yeah. had one in my yeah, room. I still, got, I I still got mine. Okay, yeah, well, we'll talk about your hoarding yeah, tendencies later. later but yeah. yeah, so definitely um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can check us out at humarian.com slash blog pause yep. if you want to hear Listen to all, all of right. the podcasts yep. that Dr. Benzinger got to record while he was out there. Lots of great stuff. Yeah, fabulous time. Yeah, so definitely check us out. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 